The administration and its authorities have often been featured in global media for being stringent in their methods, which also involves governing and determining almost every aspect of North Korean subjects. It is no surprise that people of faith are condemned in North Korea. However, a recent U.S. State Department report has revealed that people of various faiths are granted the death penalty in North Korea and their offspring are jailed for life. North Korea, according to the report, has jailed as many as 70,000 Christians. The State Department's International Religious Freedom Report for 2022 has found that among the thousands that have been jailed are people of various faiths. This also includes a child who was two years old when he was sentenced to lifetime imprisonment because his parents were found in possession of a Bible. Two years old. Two years old. Oh, man. They, they really mean it, man. They really mean it when they have an extreme hatred towards Christians. It's, it is. A two-year-old, along with his entire family, was sentenced to political life imprisonment after North Korean officials found a Bible in their possession. The U.S. Department's International Religious Freedom Report 2022 found documenting the regime's crackdown on people having religious beliefs. The report provided estimated figures on religious persecution, stating that approximately 70,000 Christians, as well as individuals from other faiths, are in prison in North Korea. The right to freedom of thought, conscience, and religion in the DPRK also continues to be denied. With no alternative belief systems tolerated by the authorities, Antonio Guterres, the United Nations UN Secretary General, said in the report outlining liberty religious atrocities that have occurred in North Korea in the past years. The UN said that the uh, COVID-19 restriction on travel reduced information about religious persecution conditions, making details about cases of abuse difficulty, difficult to verify. The State Department said that they eventually confirmed the details from the report from non-government organizations, NGOs, human rights groups, and the UN. The report noted that a few registered institutions, including churches, existed in the cutoff country, especially in the capital of Pyongyang. However, visitors reported that the church operated under the tight state control and functions largely as showpieces for foreigners. The Department of State said that the scope and quality of underground or secret churches remain difficult to quantify due to the government forbidding private religious activity. The vectors told officials that the North Korean government encourages citizens to report anyone engaged in unauthorized religious activities or if they own religious materials like Bibles, the defectors share that Christians often hide their religious activities from family members, neighbors, co-workers, and others due to fear of being branded as a disloyal to the North Korean government and reported to the authorities. In October 2021, Korea Future, Future released a report based on interviews with 244 victims of religious freedom abuses. Of these, 150 adhered to shamanism, 91 adhered to Christianity, one to Cheonduism, and one to other beliefs. The victims ranged in age from two to more than 80 years old. Women and girls accounted for more than 70% of the documented victims. According to the report, the government charged individuals with engaging in religious practices, conducting religious activities in China, possessing religious items, having contact with religious persons, and sharing religious beliefs. Individuals were subject to arrest, detention, forced labor, torture, denial of a fair trial, public execution, 
and sexual violence. One of the incidents highlighted was the 2009 imprisonment of a family based on their religious practice and a possession of a Bible. The entire family, including the two-year-old, were given life sentences in prison camps. Another incident from the NGO, North Korea Future, reported a shocking incident where a man caught praying and nearly beaten to death by guards. Another incident involved a Korean workers party member who was found with a Bible taken by the authorities out to the airfield and executed before thousands of people. Christians described the horrific conditions of North Korean prison camps and include extreme malnutrition, forced feeding of contaminated food, verbal and physical abuse, and execution. One NGO, Open Doors USA, OD USA, has reported that Christians, for, that for Christians in North Korea, life is a constant cauldron of pressure and a capture or death is only a mistake away. Christians, OD, OD USA, reported as regarded as the lowest in society and are constantly vulnerable and in danger. This is it's, it's sad. This this is basically um, this is basically the future of what other nations will do to Christians. This is the future. A lot of you are probably thinking that, oh, uh, you know, we're going to escape this. Jesus is going to take us out of here. No, he's not. Judgment starts first at the house of the Lord. The church is going to be getting right. The church, the called out ones, those are the ones that God is going to get right first before he comes back. He's going to deal with his church before he starts dealing with the world. God is a God, a God of, he's not a respecter of persons. He's going to deal with his church first. And we're going to have to get used to this um, reality. Many of us are not. We're going to still believe what false teachers have been saying, that Jesus is going to take us out of here, and uh, we're all going to be all right. That's a lie from the pit of hell, purely from the, from the pit of hell. All right? Bible verses about finding purpose in pain. Because this is something that we may be facing in our lifetime. I'm not normally one to cherry pick verses from the Bible. I believe there's usually more, much more riches in to be experienced and understand the entire passages in their context. I guess this is why I love preaching and teaching. I want people to experience those aha moments where a verse or passage becomes more real and relevant to them than ever before. However, there are definitely some verses that I keep logged into my memory bank or hidden in my heart, if you will. These verses help me in times of distress and emotional unrest. These verses keep me focused on God's promises rather than my problems. I would encourage you to also memorize these. Keep them close to you. Put them on your phone and back, phone background screen. Write them on sticky notes. Hang them on your mirror so you can see them the first thing in the morning. I pray they encourage your heart and lift your head today. Isaiah chapter 30, verses 20 to 21. And though the Lord give you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, yet your teacher will not hide himself anymore. But your eyes shall see your teacher and your ear shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. When you turn to the right or when you turn to the left. First Peter chapter 5, verse 10. And after you suffered a little while, the God of grace who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. Psalm 34, 
Verse 18, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Philippians chapter five, verses, chapter four, verse five. All right, verses five to seven. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving and present, present your request to God in the presence of God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Romans chapter eight, verse 18. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. Second Corinthians chapter four, verses 16 to 18. Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and monetary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen temporary, but what, <clears throat> but what is seen, what is unseen is eternal. Isaiah chapter 43, verse two, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. James chapter 12, verses two to four. <clears throat> James chapter one, sorry, verses two to four. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance, that perseverance finishes work, that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. John chapter 16, verses 33. I told you these things so that in me, you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. This is a verse right here that <clears throat> these false teachers don't talk to you about, or those people who believe in pre-tribulation period, pre-tribulation rapture, that's going to take you out of here. If that was the case, then <clears throat> this wouldn't have been said in the Bible. Psalms chapter 23, verse 4, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and staff, they comfort me. When you're reading this Bible, you will always see the servants of God, whether the prophets or the Christians, disciples. You'll always see that they're always going through some sort of trial. They're always going through some adversity. Okay, they didn't have a big uh, limousine <clears throat> driving them around or jet. <clears throat> they went through things. They went through poverty. They went through hardship. They went through strife. It's not comfortable to read these verses sometimes, but this is the reality that is true. Jesus didn't have a place to lay his head. Foxes have holes. Birds have nests. But the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. Okay. And many of the disciples, save for one, John, who <clears throat> died in exile, all of them died brutal deaths and were persecuted. First Peter chapter one, verses six to seven. In all, I am in all this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have hard to suffer grief and all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire may result in praise glory and honor when jesus christ is revealed okay i'll leave the link to uh these verses okay also i want to talk about this Okay, right here. 
about how Christians dealt with Nero because these dictators who act this way towards Christians, especially ones like Kim Jong-un, um, he's acting very much like Nero. And um, I think this would be a good read to help us Christians understand how to deal with what we are going, what we, are, we may go through, okay? Especially with this economic crash coming and people are going to be given into their base passions and <clears throat> horrible. All right, Emperor Nero was one of the most diabolical of Rome's 12 Caesars. He practiced Machiavellian rules 1400 years before Machiavelli wrote them. He used absolute power he possessed to preserve himself at all costs. To Nero, the ends always justify the means. He burned Rome to the ground in July 64 AD, and his heinous act became known. He cast about for a scapegoat to preserve the state himself. Not my fault. It's their fault. Changed the subject from me to them. Politics from Aristotle's to Politica, the science of government. Thucydides on the Christians. With all human efforts, all the lavish gifts of the Emperor Nero and their Propagandists of the gods did not banish the sinister belief that conflagration, burning of Rome in 64 AD, was the result of an order given by Nero. Consequently, to get rid of the report, Nero fastened the guilt and inflicted the most exquisite tortures on a class hated for their abominations, called Christians by the populace. Christus, from whom the name had its origin, suffered the extreme penalty during the reign of Tiberius at the hands of the procurators Pontius Pilate and a most mischievous superstition thus checked for the moment again broke out not only in judea the first source of the evil but even in rome where all things hideous and shameful from every part of the world find their center and become popular accordingly an arrest was first made of all christians who pleaded guilty then upon their information an immense multitude was convicted not so much for the crime of firing the city as of the hatred against mankind, mockery of every sort were added to their deaths. Covered with the skins of beasts, they were torn by dogs and perished, or were nailed to crosses, or were doomed to the flames and burnt to severe, to burnt to serve as nightly illumination when daylight had expired. Basically, um, they were used as they were used as lamps. Rome was destroyed by fire in July sixty-four. Tacitus' story suggested that the Christians were killed in the same in the same summer. An early Christian tradition adds some details, such as the decapitation of Paul and the crucifixion of the crucifixion of Peter. Why did Nero blame the Christians? The answer may be that they were living near the place where the fire started, the eastern part of Circus Maximus. It should be noted that the first Roman Christians were Jews, and probably lived with other Jews. The ways of Judea, Judaism and Christianity parted later. One of the Jewish quarters in Rome was just east of the circus, near the Capena Gate. It's described by the Roman author Juvenal as a slum area. Now the grove with its sacred spring and the shrine of a water goddess are rented to Jews whose worldly goods are no more than a basket and some hay. The woods has become the haunt of beggars. That there were Christians living among the Jewish proletariat 
and also is also suggested by the presence of a very ancient church, the SS Nero ed Echilo, which is in venerably old legend connected to connected with Peter's last days. Both the Capena Gate and this church are situated on the Appian Road, which was also connected with the East, the last days of Peter. So there were Jews living there, the place where the fire started. And there was another reason to suspect the people near the Capena Gate. Their part of the city was not destroyed by the fire, but Nero could even could never punish the Jews of Rome. There were thousands of them. The Christians, on the other hand, were an easy target. Moreover, <clears throat> there were many, there may have been some element of distorted truth in the accusation because the Christians believed that Rome would be destroy, destroyed during Christ's return. They must have responded enthusiastically when they saw Babylon burning. And in fact, Tacitus tells us that at least some of them pleaded guilty, i.e. admitted something that their interlocutors interpreted as a confession. Their execution in circus on the Vatican Hill where Nero's family possessed a villa in a park was a kind of comic relief to the badly hit Romans. Tacitus remarked that they were covered with the skins of beasts and torn by dogs, suggests that several Christians were unwilling actors in a methodical tableau vivant, the death of Asion, the legendary hunter who was devoured by his own dogs. In the first letter of Clement, we also read about women being tortured as if they were the mythical Dionides of the legendary criminal Dirce. The climax of these cruel shows was a mockery of the crucifixion of Christ. According to a secondary, a second century tradition, the Christian leader Peter was crucified upside down. Wow. This, it, this is horrible, man. This is horrible. But all we could do as Christians is just prepare our hearts and minds for that day. For those end of days when Christians are going to be persecuted and there is no way around it, okay? That we will be sheep for the slaughter and um, to fight the bitterness that will rise out of our hearts when they put us in camps. And they got camps. They got them FEMA camps. You know? Our comfort is slowly being taken from us by corrupt political leaders, whether they're Democrat or Republican. All right? Slowly, the devil is showing his power more and more every day. All we could do is repent and believe and trust God and preach the gospel while we still got breath. That is it. Peace and God bless.